want to thank all of our listeners for several years of dedicated and loyal listening throughout the Halo Talks 400 podcast completed to date. We're going to 1,000 by 2024. If you're so inclined, we'd love to have you go to iTunes for us, fill out a review so we can keep this podcast rolling globally. We are now on Chartable's top lists and moving up the charts. Also, if you want to educate yourself in the new year, please go to thehaloacademy.com. Take a look at what we've done with 150 executives in the Halo sector to get them smarter, get them prepared for capital raises, and also more winning. Thanks. Have a great season. Let's go. This is Pete Moore on Halo Talk to NYC. I have the pleasure of having a camp friend of a friend, as well as a fitness entrepreneur and one of the leaders in our industry. We're going to talk about nonprofits. We're going to talk about a big cycle ride that's coming up. We want to welcome Randy Eisenstadt to the show for her first podcast. Hi. Great to have you. So um, we've been uh, we, we've both been working in the health club industry for a long time. Talk about how you originally got involved, you know, right basically right out of school and, you know, some of the things you've seen and then going into you know, working at Lifetime, which is kind of one of the preeminent businesses and programmings uh, across the country that's the most respected. So far away. Yeah, I um, I got my my start in the industry uh, over 17 years ago, and uh, my background was in dance. So I got hired as like a cardio funk and hip hop instructor. These were like the pre Zumba days, and um, yeah, I started working for Lifetime right out of high school. And was very fortunate that that was my first, you know, real job in the industry. So I got in with the best of the best from from the ground up. And um, I was with them in Texas for about um, six years. And I did everything from teaching group fitness. And I graduated from teaching the dance classes to teaching everything under the sun, main studio, cardio, strength, cycling, you name it. And then when I was about 23 years old, my parents decided to retire and move to South Florida. <laughs> so I followed them as I did not want to be left behind in Texas by myself. My brother was already in Florida for college. And um, I left Lifetime and I transitioned to work for Equinox, who I worked for in Miami for a little over a year and then transferred to New York City. And I worked for them in New York for a few years. And um, that's when I really got involved in like the fundraising space. Um, when I was working for Equinox, um, they are huge partners with Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Centers, and they raised a ton of funds for that organization. And I was like, cool, sign me up. Like, how do I get involved? And next thing I know, I was one of their top fundraisers and raising hundreds of thousands of dollars. Was that, that. Was that part of the, uh, was that all part of Cycle for Survival? Yeah, so all part of Cycle for Survival. Yeah. I was one of their their lead instructors for those events. I taught, you know, at many different cities, and I taught in the middle of Times Square. We definitely, so we was, definitely met. So we definitely met then, or I've taken a spin class with you because Jen Goodman and David Lynn were friends from from college. So I've kind of known them for for the whole uh, from the first event on, which oh, was totally unsanctioned at the Equinox. The honor <laughs> to meet Jen, but I but I know Dave and I know her parents very well, and I taught actually at the New Jersey event in like their hometown. So 
um, yeah, that was, that was quite an experience and I got very, very involved and I, you know, fell in love with the family and I wanted to do everything I could possibly do. And I ended up being one of the the top fundraisers for, for Equinox. So that was really fun. And then fast forward to, um, 2015, um, Lifetime decided to start opening up in those big cities and their first club was in Manhattan on 42nd and 11th and, they gave me a call and next thing I know, I'm going back to Lifetime. So after about five or six years of Equinox, I went back to Lifetime. I opened up their first location in Manhattan um, as the group fitness manager. And um, then less than a year later, I actually moved out to Scottsdale, Arizona, and I was managing a couple clubs out there for a year. And that year that I was out there was when Lifetime partnered with St. Jude's. Um, and they were doing their cycle event called Ride of a Lifetime, which was raising money for St. Jude's. So having my experience with Cycle for Survival, my club was one of the top fundraising clubs in the country. And um, yeah, that was an incredible experience. And, you know, it's a crazy situation that I actually fell into. Um, one of the girls that was one of my instructors, um, who ended up being one of my top fundraisers, uh, went out to the St. Jude's Hospital in Tennessee. And um, I sent them out there to congratulate them and get a tour of the facility and, you know, all of the things. And she came back to Scottsdale and six months later, her six-year-old daughter was diagnosed with cancer. So, oh my God. Wow. yeah, it was just this like wild whirlwind of an experience where, you know, her efforts were not for herself or for her child. They were just out of the goodness of her heart. And then it mm -hmm. hit her personally, which obviously hit all yeah. of us personally. So, so let me ask you some questions. Let me ask you some questions just about, you know, working in these very large organizations that are well capitalized. Um, obviously, group programming is a, is a big, you know, area of focus for them because, you know, you bring in families, you're bringing in, you know, primarily women that want to get a great workout. You've got some of these boutiques that have kind of, you know, posted up. I call them like manual weapons of mass destruction where it's like, oh, we got a Pilates studio across the street from the lifetime. Wow, that's odd. We got a cycling studio. So talk us talk to us about like the psychology of, hey, look, like we've seen you guys come and go. Um, you know, there's always an instructor that leaves that wants to take 300 members. And next thing you know, six months later, they're back in lifetime because we got all these other amenities. We got great education. It's safe. It's structured. It's clean. So talk to us about when you were a group, act, group fitness instructor, how you thought about managing people, managing programming and kind of, you know, saying like, look, like we're going to provide the best that we can and just because inside the club doesn't make it any, you know, different than if you went to a studio that now thinks they're an authority because they have their own square footage. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I've been in the industry long enough to have experienced all of those crazy changes, especially even just the last couple of years. And, um, I have worked in smaller boutiques. I, you know, for a little while, when I first moved back to Florida, I taught for a cycle bar. Um, I was, you know, potentially going to go work at flywheel at one minute in my life. Um, I've worked at different yoga studios and smaller boutique, you know, kind of mom and pop shops as well. And I find that, you know, these big box gyms, because they are providing everything under one roof for a really decent price um, for what they're offering, you know, they're always going to be there. They're never going anywhere. And that's, I think, what is keeping, especially over the last couple of years with the pandemic, you know, some of these bigger businesses floating 
And some of the smaller ones were obviously are no longer in business. You know, what I have found is that when it comes to group fitness, um, even though we are a non-revenue generating department in these clubs, we are the heartbeat of these clubs. We are the reason why people come and they keep coming and they never stop coming. And so I feel very fortunate to have had that as a part of my career, you know, as a young adult and figuring out what I wanted to do with my life, um, which I no longer am in the industry full time. I work with Mark and we work at Northwestern and we have a financial planning, planning practice together, but I'm very grateful that I still get to teach and I still get to dip my toes in the industry. And that's how my event with Sunrise has become what it's become. So, yeah. Yeah. Before before we get to that event, I just want to ask you one other question because it's really, you sit in a very interesting spot and have had the ability to kind of see some of these cycles, if you will, go by and say like, okay, this is a, a boutique concept that we need to be concerned about. This one doesn't. When you look at, at a Lifetime or an Equinox or just a big box gym in general, um, let me step back. So with, I go to Soul Cycle like five, six days a week and I mm-hmm. follow like two instructors. So like, yeah. It doesn't matter what time that class is. It just matters that, that he or she are teaching those classes. And that's where I gravitate towards to. Inside of a large club, is there any kind of directive or um, desire when you were running the group fitness or if you were running the group fitness now to say like, hey, look, I kind of want a program that's more about the program and like the, maybe the instructor, like like um, Orange Theory calls them like a team leader or you know, where it's not like you know, you go into this class because we're providing the programming and we're providing the time and the experience, but it's irrelevant who the instructor is because you're not basically like yielding marketing or like the pull of the class is the class. It's not the person. So have you seen any of that change? Do you think that's like some boutiques or some group exercise platform should be like, look, let's de-emphasize the instructor or let's emphasize them because like if you got a great instructor, they're awesome and you just got to make sure that they stay with you. So give yeah. us like your psyche on that because it's, it's so, an interesting spot to see it over time. Yeah, I don't I don't know that there's like a simple answer to that. I really think that it is, it's a little bit of both, right? So like I, I know <laughs> that people come to take my class because I'm teaching the class. Now, there are people in there that don't know me that have never taken my class before and they come take my class and let's say they go take somebody else's class the next day or a couple of days later and it's a different experience and they recognize the different experience and they say to themselves, you know, I like this class better than that class. And then they will rearrange their schedule <laughs> like you do to follow that specific instructor around. Some people don't have that type of luxury. They can only get to the gym at this time and these days. And so they either are lucky to find an instructor or class that they like, um, or they don't go. Um, so I think it's a little bit of both. Um, I also think that there's so much diversity in the industry when it comes to what people are getting as far as the, an experience and a service goes. So what I have found is that when people step foot into a lifetime for the first time, or they step foot into an equinox for the first time, or they take one of the, the classes that are offered, you know, those two, those two brands on their own are known for classes and group fitness and having the best of the best in that, in that department. So if you got somebody coming from a different facility or a different, um, you know, tiered gym or experience, they're going to be completely blown away by what they're by what they're receiving, you know? So I think it's a little bit of both. Um, You know, I, 
we just opened a new location here in Florida about a month ago in Palm Beach Gardens. Yeah, so uh, Palm Beach, yeah, it sounds like it's sick. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's one of the nicest clubs yeah. I've ever been in. It literally has everything you could imagine and then some. And, you know, a lot of these people have never stepped foot in a lifetime before because the closest one is down in Boca, which is a good 45 minutes to an hour away from where these people live in their communities. So this is the first time for a lot of people to experience the type of experience and the type of classes that, that Lifetime provides. And just in the last month that I've been teaching there, you know, the feedback that we're receiving, not just me, but I know the other instructors, you know, they're just, they're beside themselves with, with the type of experience that they're getting. And that's what we're trying to deliver. So yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. No, it's a really interesting perspective. Um, I know a lot of people try to attract the best talent, but sometimes your business model doesn't allow you to, to pay for the best talent. Whereas yeah. in a lifetime or an equinox, you can pay for the best talent. Therefore, there's less risk that they're going to leave because they're saying they're underpaid or they think they have a better business opportunity somewhere else because there's the revenue is there per member. So we talk about that a lot with our Halo Academy and like telling people, look, you can't have the best group X if you sell $19 a month memberships. You know, like the math just doesn't work. But when, when yeah. you want it to work, then make people pay for the value and then deliver it. So, all right. So, so as we kind of pivot the conversation here towards you know, you, you're heavily involved in Cycle for Survival. It sounds like, you know, you've got a, a side of you that wants to, you know, help as many people as possible, whether it's on the schedule side or whether it's, you know, just raising money for, for the right causes. You know, the, before we get into your charity, have you had the, the, re, the positive reception from companies that you've worked with? And they has anyone come back and said, hey, Randy, that's a great idea, but like, you know, we have to take this up the corporate chain and we're only doing a deal with this nonprofit and we can't kind of contaminate how many charities we work with or, and then at, once you answer that question, but do you feel like now it's like, look, whatever, whatever cause that I'm interested in as a instructor or as a fitness celebrity or influencer or whatever, like I'm doing it. And like, that's how the future is. Like, it's just like my choices. Yeah. Um, the answer to your first question is yes. <laughs> There's been a little bit of pushback. Um, I did last year when I first did this event and we did it all virtual I had connected to somebody that works in, you know, the event space for Lifetime that I've had relationships with for many, many years. And the timing was terrible just because they were literally just coming back from basically being out of business. You know, the COVID shut down and they were pivoting from, you know, having no budget to figuring out what the new budget looks like. So that that was one of the things that I struggled with. And then the other thing was that they are connected to an organization. So now I'm bringing in another organization. And even though, you know, it's similar to what they're doing, you know, it's all around kids, you know, they have they stick to their lane. Right. So that that has been a challenge um, in getting some of those like larger sponsorships that we will hope to get in in the coming years. And then what was your second question? No, just about going forward, do you feel just given social media and Instagram and, you know, everything yeah. that people can promote and go fund me and, you know, set up your own campaigns for whatever you want to do right now is like easy to you know, take five minutes and set up a web page. Do you think the future is more about, you know, individual instructors and individual people basically raising money for whatever they want, not really have any guardrails around that? Yeah. So, I mean, I have. I have an amazing partnership with with Sunrise, with the organization, and like they've been doing these events. You know, whether it's their walks that they do every June or the galas or the golf outings or the dinners. So they have a team of people that they handle all the logistics and the websites and the fundraising and stuff. My 
my role in the event is, you know, getting the best talent and, you know, organizing the actual event day. And then obviously promoting the heck out of it and utilizing all the resources that I have and that the instructors that I've chosen to be a part of the event have. Um, so yeah, yeah. so it's, it's great when you have that partnership with somebody, cause it's, I'm a little hands off on the, the back end stuff, which is good. Cause I have right. other things good. going on. <laughs> yeah. 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 So why don't you just give us kind of like a two minute infomercial on sunrise, how long large your organization is the fundraising that's happening this weekend specifically, and then how much money they're looking to raise and who that helps. Yeah. So Sunrise has been around for over 15 years. Um, it started in Long Island, but it has since grown and is all over the country as well as multiple camps in Israel. And um, blessing and a curse, but they're continuing to grow. And you know why that's a blessing and a curse is that they're able to grow and open up camps in obviously different locations to serve as children in other locations. Um, but the curse is that they have to because kids are still getting diagnosed with cancer every single day. Um, so Sunrise is a full service summer camp that sends children with cancer and their siblings to summer camp completely free of charge. And what makes it very special is that, you know, these families are going through one of the most tragic, worst things that you could ever imagine having a child, whether they're a baby um, or they're, you know, five, six, seven, eight years old, all the way up until their teens, um, you know, and they not only have the financial burden of doctor's bills and, you know, everything that they have to take on, but the joy of life is kind of sucked out of them. And so what Sunrise does is it gives that joy of childhood back to these kids for their summer. And the best part about it is that they're not separated from their siblings who are already feeling a little neglected because they have a sibling that's sick and they get to participate with them in all the events and they aren't treated any differently. Um, but they have the resources to make sure that if somebody needs, you know, special care or special attention. They have the staff there, but it is the most magical place. I had the honor of actually touring camp last summer when it was in session and um, to see the kids like in action and like they have babies there. I mean, they have like three, four-year-old children running around on this little splash pad, you know, that are struggling with, with an illness. And, um, you know, the saddest part is not all of them make it, you know, but those couple of months that they're there is some of the best days of their life. And that's, that's what they they want to remember. Um, so, so, so how many kids, how many kids are able, is it one, is it one camp? Is there several camps? And then how many, uh, how many uh, campers per summer? Every camp is different. Um, what I know is that they have yet to turn anybody away. So they will find a way to get every camper into camp. Um, they provide transportation. Um, they have the most incredible staff and volunteers. I actually did an, an Instagram live with the director of the Long Island camp the other day. She's been there for 16 years. Um, and so, you know, that's one of the best things about it is that, you know, and, and the thing is, is like people have children that have cancer and they don't know about Sunrise. And some of the ways that a lot of people find out about Sunrise is they actually go into the hospital. So they have a program called Sunrise on Wheels. And they bring Sunrise into the hospital. And basically what they're doing is they're just, you know, while they're sitting in the waiting room, waiting to go get their blood drawn or whatever, they're coming in and they're bringing games in and artwork and, you know, just sitting with them and consoling with the parents. And one of the parents um, whose child was like kind of our uh, mascot, so to speak, for our event last year, he was like doing all the rah-rah behind the scenes for us. His name's Nikki. 
Um, he's in remission right now, which is incredible, but she didn't know about sunrise until they were sitting in the hospital and now he goes to camp. So yeah, it's pretty cool. That's great. So, so how much does it cost and what's the fundraiser you're doing? And then how do people get involved in that? We're going to try and get a little clip up. Um, you know, is it a, is it a virtual, is it in-person as well or hybrid? Yeah. So this year it's a hundred percent in person and it is held at the camp, which is going to be very cool. So a lot of people get to like get on the ground and see this magical, this magical place. Um, it's in Wheatley Heights, New York and Long Island, and it's going to be a mashup of fitness classes. So anything from meditation to yoga, to dance, to strength training, to cardio, to mobility. Um, I've got five instructors, including myself, so six. And we're going to be doing just this one big mashup class outside. The weather looks beautiful in New York right now. Um, And we have a a sponsor that is coming. She has a company called, it's called Oh My Goodness, which is really cute. And they provide, you know, daycare and and, um, services to children in Long Island. And she makes like healthy smoothies and healthy snacks for these kids. So she's actually coming and making smoothies for us at the end of the event. And it's just going to be amazing. We're having a family there um, whose daughter is one of the campers and her sister, and she's going to be speaking and just talking about her experience and how much Sunrise has like changed their lives. But it costs $6,000 to send one child to camp. And last year, we were able to send one kid to camp for my little event that I did. <laughs> so our that's, goal this year is... Um, We'd like to raise 18,000. We've raised a little over five, which is really great because it's not even the day of the event yet. And you can purchase a ticket um, on our website and you can donate as little or as much as you'd like. And um, yeah, it's going to be an amazing day. That's great. So we'll get that information up. We'll get it out. Uh, I'm assuming people can make donations, you know, anytime afterwards as well. So once we post the full podcast up, we'll... um, to put that information up there. It sounds like a great cause. I, w- I went to camp only for a short 10 years. Um, so uh, I was a camper, waiter, counselor, group leader, uh, lieutenant, I think, maybe general. That's what I was looking yeah. for. So I know it's camp changes everybody's lives and everyone should be able to experience that. So it's a great cause that you're you're ahead of here. And uh, hopefully we can find a couple people in the audience here that really resonate with this and went to camp and understand the power of it. Um, and get involved. So great to, to finally see you. I'll see you in Miami. Maybe I can um, come down to the Lifetime uh, and spend a day at the Lifetime in Palm Beach Garden. Sounds like a good, be my guess. good use of time. <laughs> All right. I'll be down there before Rosh Hashanah. So go. good to see you. Lucky 18s. And uh, let's see if we can help you get that money raised. Thank you so much.